the business savvy singer. Hey there. And welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer podcast, brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment for the finest in entertainment. Welcome to season two of the Business Savvy Singer podcast. This season, not only will we be hearing from singers, we will also be hearing from professionals providing support services to singers. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I am excited to have with me today a wonderful and hardworking veteran singer. Uh, I'd like to welcome Lisa Stiles to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. Let's learn a little bit more about her life and her career. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Greta. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm just thrilled to have you. You're so talented and so innovative with the things that you do, and we're going to talk about some of those things today. So tell us about how you started singing. Were you a child performer, or did you start later in life? What was that like? Kind of. Yeah, I I always wanted to be a movie star from the time I was a little girl. okay. And I didn't actually know, though, that I could sing until fifth grade, and then... I auditioned for something at school, a musical kind of thing, and all of a sudden, like, I was always the new kid because we moved around a lot, so mm-hmm. no one really knew who I was, but everyone knew who I was, then they're walking down the hall saying, wow, that was really good, and I was like, oh, hey, maybe I'm onto something, so <laughs> the love of performing, I started doing, you know, shows in school, and then community theater started to branch out a little bit, and I started working professionally at 17. Okay. Um, I was in Tucson, Arizona at the time. And, wow. you know, of course, life happened and I got married young and had a child right away. Yeah. So wherever I lived, I always just tried to find work, uh, you know, whether it was in nightclubs or theaters, but mostly musical theater was my beginnings. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's good because I've heard you do some musical theater things and you do a wonderful, a wonderful job. And, you know, that's kind of how you begin to get that belting thing going, you know, with the musical yeah. theater repertoire. Yeah. It's my first love. Yes. Yeah, that's wonderful. So where are you originally from? Well, I was born in Binghamton, New York, okay. upstate New York. Uh, but my parents moved around every, pretty much every three years of my life, I was in a new school. Oh. So I learned early to, um, you know, make friends yeah. quickly and, uh, you know, adapt. Yeah. I learned to adapt. That's great. Important life skill, adapting. Yes. That's great. Especially in show business. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so when did you decide or how did you decide that singing would become your profession? You know, it's one thing to well, sing as a hobby, as an avocation, but when did you make that decision that this I, is it? 
don't know if it was ever a decision. I, I've said to people, it's like having an addiction sometimes. Like sometimes <laughs> I feel like some of my endeavors are not even that successful, but I thoroughly enjoyed them. Um, but financially, they were not a good thing for me. And so, and I, but I keep doing it. You know, yeah. I keep trying to like make a life doing it. I don't see how I could have a life without it. Yeah. So I don't know that it was ever a decision. I feel like it was planted in me, uh, you know, a long time ago. That um, is- that's very cool, and I think that's true for a lot of singers. It's kind of, you know, it, it, you do it well, and life just leads you in that direction. Yeah, it's great. So today, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, that's okay. Please go ahead. I had other side jobs that related to performing. Like I started teaching um, at the time jazzercise. I had my own jazzercise oh. franchise for a while. And I enjoyed it, and it was dancing, and it was speaking in public, of course, and um, that sort of led me to work to in another gym, and I started teaching step aerobics then, and then I started teaching children's uh, dance classes and uh, dance and movement classes, acting, and like, I think it was called Sing, Dance, and Play with Miss Lisa. Oh, and it was cute. so much fun, and, yeah. and so that was sort of a side shoot of, like, it's sort of related to performing, but not really, and then yeah. later on, I got back into it, teaching Zumba, and um and belly fit, which is like a belly dancing exercise wow. class. <laughs> that is very cool. That's very much performing. It's very much performing. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. It helps me fit in my costumes. Yeah. Because I'm forced to go because it's my job. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say, oh, I don't feel like going to the gym today. Right. No, you're so much expecting you there. That's right. People class. are counting on you. Yes. <laughs> so today you're doing a lot of tribute no shows. No excuses. <laughs> yeah, no excuses. <laughs> You're doing a lot of tribute shows where you're depicting famous artists. This is a very popular type of performing that many singers do. Uh, tribute shows offer an opportunity for the public to hear the music of their favorite performers live at an affordable ticket price. How did you get into this type of performing? Well, so I was trying to book myself and I had an agent that was booking me in Florida and I was booking it as the Lisa Style Show. And of course, I am not famous. Um, I was having trouble getting my foot in the door. Yeah. And then I had a couple of friends who I met that were doing tribute acts. And they said, you know, you look a little bit like Anne Margaret. Can you sing like her? And I was wow. like, well, let me try. <laughs> sure enough, I could. And then, you know, so, uh, since I was in high school, people told me I looked like Bette Midler and Bernadette Peters. So wow. I would, you know, steal their material and try and emulate them. And then it ended up that I learned that you can get your foot in the door much easier if you're presenting something they already know. It's a known entity. Everybody yes. knows Frank Sinatra, yes. whether they like him or they hate him or whatever. Everybody knows Dolly Parton. I yeah. do her with a big blonde wig and yeah. this whole shtick with the fake, you know, <laughs> appendages. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like. If they know that performer already, it's so much easier to get yourself in the door. So yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, I love Bette Midler. So yeah. it helps me get booked. Easy. That's it's much great. easier. Yeah, it's it's a great it's a great formula for getting out there. You know, I would I would encourage singers to do that. You know, just think about who yeah. could you emulate. You know. Yeah, and I've also found I'll have enough material to cover a whole hour, an hour and a half of one particular performer. I can start by doing that and then just kind of segue into my own stuff at, towards the end where I've already established a, a rapport with them. And they already, you know, I could feel like there's a back and forth. They like me. They like, so then I can sort of throw in other things, you know, and mm -hmm. so 
yeah, it's a good way to get yourself in the door. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. Well, I certainly have seen some of your shows, and they're just, they're wonderful. They're absolutely wonderful. I mean, you, you know, people really believe that they're watching this artist. It's very good. Yeah. Well, I, I watched your shows, and I adore you, and, and you know, aspire to, to, to do such a, you're just so classy. That's the thing oh, I always say about you. Thank you, Lisa. Oh, thank you. <laughs> So, so you you mentioned some of the the performers that you cover are Dolly Parton, Bette Midler, Bernadette Peters, uh, Anne Margaret. Are Anne there Margaret, others? Patsy Cline. Oh yeah. Uh, Shania Twain. Wow. Um, I do. Uh, I, we came up with a list. Uh, my my best friend and sort of partial manager, Krista Joy, came up with a list the other day. And oh my goodness. I was like, really? I didn't even know I did. So. I have That's so great. many wigs now. Like, it's That's crazy. That's great. That's great. I know Krista. She's <laughs> wonderful. She's wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you fared during the pandemic. I know it was a tough time. It was a tough time for everyone. But you did some yes. pretty innovative things. Tell tell us about yes. them. So that was, it sort of, like, just came to me one day. I, you know, I lost all my work. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was actually trapped in Florida with my parents because my father's ailing and I was helping my mom care for my father. And I was sitting around, it was, uh, I believe it was right around uh, St. Patty's Day mm-hmm. that everything closed down. Yes. So I said, well, why don't I do, I was supposed to have a, an Irish show. So I said, well, why don't I do an Irish show for my mom and dad? My dad is Irish. He'll love it. <laughs> and I did it indoors to, just for them. And I broadcast it live over Facebook. Cool. It was my first time. And all these people sent in tips. And I was like, wow, <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I wonder if we, your, your neighbors, if we took it outdoors, we're in Florida. It's beautiful mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go outside in your driveway and I'll do a driveway show wow. and see, and I'll put out a tip bucket and see how we do. And oh my gosh, they just loved it. They brought their golf carts. They would sit in lawn chairs and bring <laughs> snacks and drinks. And they, they would look forward to it. I, then I became like a celebrity in my mom's neighborhood. I couldn't go bike riding without people stopping me and go, what are you doing this week? Who are you going to be this week? You know? I love it. And so then I realized, I was running out of material and I was like, wait a minute, I have a lot of friends who are unemployed right now as well. Yeah. So let me, you know, ju- have them jump in and then I'll kind of play off of what they're doing and make shows. Um, so I helped them as well. You know, we split the profits and uh, boy, it sure helped keep my head out of, you know, being trapped and depressed during the yeah. pandemic. Because it always had, every week I had to come up with something new. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So it kept me occupied and it helped the people around me. Um, occasionally I would take a song and change the words. Like I do a song called, um, it's uh, Mr. Sandman, mm-hmm. Send Me a Dream. You know, so I changed the the lyrics to Dr. Fauci, Send a Vaccine. Oh, how cute. You know, just like that's relevant cute. stuff so that it would, you know, match up with what we were going through at the time. That so great. that also kept me very occupied. That's but great. it was nice because I, I realized that I could probably also, and I, I didn't actually do this because I was kind of busy helping to take care of my father, but I could go to other places besides my mother's mm-hmm. uh you know, community yeah, and probably do this safely during a pandemic because yes. seniors have a very legitimate, you know, worry that they're going to get of sick. Course. If they're outdoors, they're much safer. Of course. Of course. I mean, that is the epitome of the business savvy singer. You know, you, you, you know, have, have some difficult situation and you figure out how to make it work. 
And that is just, you know, I think that is just wonderful. Yes. It's wonderful. And not only are you helping yourself, as you said, but you're helping the audience, you're helping the people get through that tough time, and you're helping your friends. You know, you're offering yes. opportunity to your friends for them to make some money or, or just, you know, keep their heads above water, you know. Yes. So, um, right. Yeah, I mean, that is, that is the epitome of, of, of what we're about here. You know, it's wonderful. Yes. Being yeah. creative, right. Being adaptable and creative. Yeah. Because sometimes you get situations where you're kind of stumped and you have to kind of like get quiet for a minute and say, That's wait right. a minute. Is there another way to approach this? Right. You know, so that I can That's make That's absolutely proper. right. And I think that the pandemic, horrible as it has been, has been a real source of creativity for all of us. We have all had to think outside the box and figure out, okay, what now? Yes. How do I make things work now? And uh, it's, um, it's a wonderful thing. Yes. So um, what advice would you give to young singers or new singers coming along, not just with regard to the pandemic, but just in general? What advice would you give? I mean, you've had a long career. Um, what would you tell them about, you know, having, having a viable and lengthy career as a singer? <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, being able to adapt to different situations is really important. Um, I'm sort of an introvert person, which people find surprising because on stage I'm very extroverted. Yeah. And I jump into the audience and sit on people's laps, of course, not during the pandemic, but uh, yeah. I think, you know, just networking, like being willing to, I actually got invited, yes, last night, a friend of mine invited me to go all the way up to Daytona, which is like an hour and a half from where I am, mm -hmm. to do a cameo in his performance. And I knew like, if I go there and I do a cameo and I do well, I probably could get a booking. And I did, I landed a booking there. Wonderful. And so I was sort of excited because it was just so instant, you know, but um, if you, if you have the energy, jump on every little, um, even if you have to sometimes do it for free, because you know, mm -hmm. last night was kind of a freebie. I mean, they fed me, but yeah. <laughs> it was really good Italian food. Too, oh, so. good. But uh, you know, any kind of little, you know, if you could offer to do cameos to get your foot in the door places, you know, a lot of times that is helpful and mm -hmm. the performer will appreciate it because the other night I had someone helping me because I can't, I had recently had shoulder surgery, so I can't lift any speakers. Yeah. So I had a friend of mine share the night with me and he brought the sound system. That's great. And uh, so, yeah, so again, I had to adapt. I had to figure out, well, how am I going to be able to do this? I have these bookings on my calendar. I can't say no to them. I have to keep right. going. Right. Um, so yeah, just everything, everywhere I lived and everywhere I, you know, moved to, I always tried to adapt and find creative ways to get work, um, you know, making friends with agents and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, out of the blue, I had someone call me about a showcase, which is how I met you, mm -hmm. uh, for just performers, you know, and yeah. a, a friend of mine got very creative and was fed up with, uh, not getting enough work from his agent. So he yeah. created this showcase for just performers with no agents and yeah. it benefited everyone because yeah. the places yeah. could get a, a better price and the performers didn't have to deal with, um, agents, which is, sometimes can be challenging, Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, but I have a combination of all of those things. I try and, you know, be friendly with um, all my agents and uh, not get them mad at me, but I also book myself as well, yeah. you know, so it's just kind of yeah. a, it's like a patchwork quilt. Yeah. That's, I feel like my career is, I have to adapt to all different situations. I do band work, I do track shows, 
that was really where I started to get my flow. When I had a track show, because then it's just one person. I'm booking right. one person rather than having to book the whole band. Right. Calling them all up. What's your schedule? When are you going on vacation? Oh, you have a gig on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I can't say yes to that date. Right. But now I don't have anybody else to think about but Lisa. You right. know. So right. it made it really simple for me to book myself. Yeah, and, and it's I mean, more affordable. Every place wants track shows. Yeah, it's more affordable but, for the for the venue. You know, it's a much more affordable right. thing. So that's great. But I do, like you, enjoy working with a live band. Oh, like, yeah. that's, there's nothing like that. You oh, know, yeah. it's just like, yeah, the energy really is great. It's, yeah, it's wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, are you working on any special projects now? Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, I'm always coming up with new tributes to mm-hmm. do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's coming up the holidays, so obviously I'm working on some holiday songs. Yeah, I got booked for New Year's Eve to do a, a gig in Washington D.C. Good. with an, an Italian gentleman who I've done it a couple of times, and he speaks Italian. He's from Italy, and so he made me learn some Italian songs. So Good. I do this. I think you also do this song in your show, um, "Time to Say Goodbye." Yes, I do. And I learned a couple of other ones that are either in Italian or Italian themed. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it just made me stretch a little bit more yeah. each time I get a job. I, um, you know, have to learn a new, new thing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you know, again, adapt, you know, yeah. um, yeah, and that's good to always be looking for those ways to stretch, you know, taking advantage of those opportunities to learn something new, because you never know when you can use that in another situation, you know, so it's it's really great. Right, right, it comes up, like, for all these years, I did um, Stefan back in the day, because this was mm-hmm. in the 80s, Madonna, yep. Whitney Houston, all those, and so... Those are deep in my brain somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I know all those lyrics and I know all those songs. Yeah. So all I have to do is really review them. Right. And then I can do a tribute to them. You know, right. like, so I utilize stuff that I did back in the day now yeah. as a tribute. And just, right. get, you know, I got the wig and tried right. to find an outfit that would, you know, be, I have a whole giant closet full of costumes now. Wow. <laughs> That's great. Stuff. That's great. It's real showbiz. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. Well, I am so happy that you joined us today, Lisa. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about or like to tell our listeners or whatever? Um, I think, well, for females, I think it's really important to bond with other females because mm-hmm. it is a tough business for a woman. Like, it because the lines are blurred as an entertainer, you're in nightclubs, people are drinking a lot of times, and you're dressed usually, you know, got your makeup on, you got a sexy dress on. People misinterpret things that you yeah. do on stage. Yeah. And so you end up in situations that are a little bit precarious and, and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And you want to be viewed as a professional. Mm-hmm. So it's it, trust your instinct, trust your gut, but make sure you have girlfriends in the business that can validate what you're going through. Because no one, no male people are going to be like, oh, I didn't realize I was being making you uncomfortable. Right. Like, it's very rare. They're always like, oh, I didn't say that. And then they kind of gang up on you. And yeah. everybody's like, Oh, you know, she's difficult to work yeah. with. Meanwhile, you're just trying to be a professional in the right, world. Right. So if you have girlfriends that you can bounce things off of, they'll be like, yeah, I had the same experience with mm-hmm. that bar owner. Yeah. And you're like, well, then, oh, my God, it's not me. <laughs> I'm, I wasn't giving the wrong signals. It's yeah. not me. You know, yeah. so that, I think that's really important for women yeah. to, to bond and to, you know, Make sure you bounce things off of them when you have a good experience or a bad experience. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's great advice. Great advice. 
Yes. Yeah, it's always okay. it's always good to have gal pals. That is for sure. Oh, right. Yeah. Or diva absolutely. Pals. Or diva like pals. That's yeah. right. Diva pals. Right. Because, <laughs> because they understand. Like I sometimes I'll tell my um I call normal friends people that are not in show business my you know issues or whatever and they're like oh gee what a problem you got all these people hitting on you you know yeah. and I'm like no that's not what I was saying I was just like trying to explain. Yeah. I'm trying to be a professional and that's not what the direction I was going in. And they, they're like, well, I wish I had your problems. You know, yeah. so they don't completely understand they how don't. weird it is yeah. to have, to be in show business and try and have a career at it and yeah. to make money at it. Yeah. Um, so it, you would understand, yeah. you know, other, other, my friend Katrina would understand, you know, yeah. it's, it's just that when you find other women that you can really relate to, hang on to them and keep your contacts with them, yeah. you know, check in with them every so often. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, Lisa, thank you so, so much for being with us today. I think you've thank given you some, some wonderful gems, so wonderful pearls of wisdom. <laughs> really, really. And, and you know, you. that's what we're about. Yeah, you're, you're doing it. You're doing it in, in the most authentic way. It's great. It's great. Thank you very much. Well, absolutely. Thank it. you so much. We'll, we'll talk with you soon. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm, Good news. We're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. Singers, have you ever wanted to improve your sight reading skills? Do you want to hear harmonies better and sing them more easily? Would you like to be able to improvise and sing more styles of music? Donovan Mixon's performance ear training can help you with all of these things. Donovan has been a faculty member at Berklee College of Music and is an expert in this field. Doesn't matter where you live, classes are offered online. Visit donmixon.com. Check out our show notes for more info. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at GretaPope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. Singer.